Hey guys, it's Terrence Mann. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Nose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E-Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, everybody? This is Logan Robinson from Hear the Spirit, presented to you by Noel Game Day. Good evening. We're here just a little bit earlier than usual. A lot of guys are busy this week. Um, we got D. Lou on here, though. Coming. This is pretty much the perk pod for Dustin because he perk just pod. got he just got done with surgery. Uh, it is Clemson week. It feels like a really weird week. NBA draft was last night. This whole year is really odd. But we still have a lot of to discuss. Carlos might be joining us later on in this episode. Nate cannot and Austin cannot. But uh, heading into next week, we should be back on regular co-host um, staff here. But uh, let me introduce Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor. What's going on, D. Lewis? Just me and you tonight. Yeah, what's up, Logan? Uh, I got half a shoulder, and, and I could show up for this podcast, so I can't really I, – I can't hear any excuses tonight, honestly. Yeah, yeah, what is up with – I mean, what's up with all the excuses? I mean, these guys, you know, work? you just had like, surgery. What, what is that? Yeah, what is work? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, Dustin, you're feeling good. You're on perkies. I feel really good because I just took my exam, one of my last ones, and got a 91 on it somehow out of nowhere. So I'm feeling phenomenal right now. Um, I'm also counting down the actual minutes, maybe even seconds to where before I'm walking inside of the stadium in Jacksonville to watch my Steelers play on Sunday. So I'm, I am feeling really good tonight. I feel amazing. Yeah, dude, 91%. That'd be like top three grades I've ever gotten in my life. So <laughs> really, really proud of you. No, trust me. I, I, me and you are a lot alike in the academic area. That's why I'm saying a 91 right there. We'll take that any day of the week. I get mad at people that are, are that are saying, "Oh my God, I got an 85." <laughs> like, all right, me and you would literally go out and celebrate that. Yeah, so like I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a 3.3 this semester, and my average is a 4.1, and now I might not be able to get into my graduate school. My graduate school? I'm barely here. <laughs> I'm barely in this school that I'm in, undergrad. Somehow I got out. Can't believe yeah, it. I can't stand those people. I, I, I just don't even know really what to, I can't say really anything back. I'm like, cool, cool for you. I drank eight beers while watching the last Florida State football game. There's my cool thing I can tell you. Um, but, yeah, it's my just cool me. cool thing is I can take these 40 Percocets and see what happens. Uh, please don't do them at once, though. We would like indefinitely of course lose not. our I, I follow. I follow the dosage that, that the doctors provide. Thank you, thank you for doing that. But um, I know people are probably tired of us talking about our life. I don't blame you guys. So I say we jump 
into first off i know a lot of people are that was just about 30 or so minutes ago we dropped a nugget regarding luke allmeyer the florida state current florida state four-star uh commit uh quarterback and uh, we dropped that to our patreon members inside of our discord you guys can go check out that nugget Uh, we don't really want to share it right now here live or, or through the podcast but you guys can go over there and check it out inside of our discord for all of our awesome patreon members so um, yeah nate said he will literally beat logan's ass if if he talks about the nugget on the podcast so yeah and i, I don't really want that to happen i think nate is still trying to come up maybe for the virginia game uh, i just don't want to risk it so i'm not going to note anything on it here live for anyone but if you're in our discord you are lucky you already know the news on the situation with luke altmeyer four states four star quarterback commit all right, hey, let's just see real quick. Dustin, it's Clemson week. How's it feel? Um, it feels better with the drugs. I mean, you know, if this, if this was a, a – <laughs> I'm glad that this was the week that my surgery occurred because if this was a, a sober week, it'd be pretty pretty depressing. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, as we, as we get closer and closer to Saturday, Florida State fans know what to expect. For the most part. Yeah, no, I think everybody does. I was on the phone with my dad earlier today and we just, you know, we're chatting about this game and I, you know, I told him, you know, we already know how this game is going to go, but you know, fans still going, I mean, you're still in the stadium. You still get to watch football. I'm looking forward to, I'm grateful I get to go and just enjoy. It's supposed to be a beautiful day and there's just nothing better than being able to be there and watch football, even if it's going to be, um, a different kind of material, not so uh, positive on Florida State's front. It's still going to be a football game being played in Doak, and Doak is a gorgeous stadium, and I'm looking forward to it. And plus, it's at noon, all right? The worst, the bad, worst thing about it is that you have to get up at, at 9 and open a beer. That, that is the worst thing. Um, <laughs> so that, that's, that's the main negative about this for me heading into Saturday. But before we get into the preview of Florida State versus number four, Clemson, let's jump through the quick hitters of the week. Corey Durden is leaving the program at Florida State. Um, From some stuff we've heard, uh, Intel, he plans on transferring. Uh, But he does – it is obviously turning on playing college football next season, but he is going to be leaving the program at Florida State University. Obviously, a guy that's a veteran who has played right alongside a lot of the guys on the D-line for multiple seasons now uh, is no longer going to be with the program. Is this coming to a shock to you, Dustin, or no? I wouldn't say necessarily a shock, especially – you know, after last week where he missed that, that North Carolina State game. But the thing the thing today, a lot of people have been tweeting me. Well, not a lot of people, but some people tweeted me and said that, you know, Durden could come back after that statement. But, I mean, if you just read the way it was written, that, that was a statement that he's clearly leaving Tallahassee, even though he does plan to play college football somewhere next season. So we'll just have to see that. But, no, I, I wouldn't really call it a shock at all, especially – Ever since Nate published that list, I mean, I think I think we're all expecting the guys that, that were on that list to decide if they're going to stay with the program or not, and this was just another decision. Yeah, I know, and this is something that was also listed on Nate's, our lead recruiting insider's 
uh, list that he said, you know, to expect. And he was, Corey's name was listed on that. So it's not really too much of a shock for guy people that are in the know and um, keeping themselves updated. And, you know, Corey and that whole defensive line unit, has really kind of not been what we thought it would be during this off season. You know, they were really hyped up. They were even hyped up going into last year. They called themselves the mob. They come into this season. They look pretty well last season, but you thought, man, they have another year under the belt. The chemistry is going to be great. And into year two, boom, you know, that falls out flat and the defensive unit has really, um, drop down and you know I, I i now wondering and going to keep an eye on the odell Hagens situation there too because a lot of people are expecting this might be his last season you got a guy that was committed to florida state and mainly to odell Hagens there it could you know this be a sign that odell Hagens is also uh, on route to be done because we are obviously not going to see marvin wilson for the rest of the season yeah, and it feels like Marvin Wilson has been the main player that we've criticized in that group because he is the star. But you look at Durden's play as well, he, he's obviously dropped off. And, um, you know, in, in his note, I thought it was interesting, he noted that I think he had a shoulder injury and that it hadn't been rehabbed correctly because of the whole COVID situation or, or something like that. So, you know, maybe he was hurt this season, but regardless, not a good look for that defensive line that – you know, we've been calling out all season after all the hype they got from January to August. Yeah, no, uh, it was just kind of definitely a disappointing season for that whole defensive line as a front. And, you know, it's what will be interesting to see now guys stepping up. Obviously, Corey Durden did not travel this last weekend to NC State. But you're definitely going to start seeing a different kind of rotation. And I think definitely moving for the rest of the season, Norvell knows that this is a most certainly we're beyond the youth movement slogan. It is full on uh, just kind of playing who fits where, what to look like for the future and different kind of positions um, defensively. So Corey Durden, that was uh, announced earlier today from him via his social media uh, Corridor to no longer with the program at Florida State University. That's two names on the list for Nate. That is two down for him. That is two down. Uh, next up on the docket here, we've got obviously some other news. It just kind of just keeps on going. It just keeps going, Dustin. It just week doesn't stop. Week. Yep. It just doesn't stop. I, we don't know what Florida State did to deserve this, but holy smokes. Florida State quarterback – Freshman, I should say, Chubba Purdy out for the rest of the season due to complications with his previously surgically repaired collarbone. Uh, we got news. I got a text earlier. What was that? God, when was that? Tuesday morning? Was it Tuesday morning? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, that he was dealing with some complications with his collarbone, and it was told that he was no longer going to be played. He's going to be out indefinitely. And it was not going to play another snap for FSU this season. First off, just take on that. You're not going to see Trevor Purdy for the rest of the season, Dustin. I mean, it sucks. You know, we finally, we finally got to see some of his potential last week in that loss to NC State. He made a couple big throws in the fourth quarter. And finally, you know, Florida State fans were like, all right, so that's what we were expecting to see from this kid. And then a couple days later, bang, he's out for the season. So it's just – it's really disappointing because I think people were 
interested to see how Purdy could build on that stretch in that fourth quarter. You know, maybe not against Clemson, but in the last two games against Virginia and Duke for sure. So it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just is nonstop throughout this year that Florida State is getting nailed with terrible news. I've never seen anything like it. I thought maybe like the last two years have been brutal for Florida State, receiving injuries, how the games are going, the play, dealing with the refs, blah, 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 like everything. But this season has been an utter just like kick in the head with everything going on. I mean, it's just been extremely brutal. And I think we got signs of it during this offseason. I think whenever got signs of – the team not really, or some of the players not really having immediate chemistry or not getting along maybe with Norvell. Maybe that's when the signs of it started. But, I mean, it has just been like bad news and just kind of unfortunate events for Florida State University this year on the football side of things. It it is something I've never seen before. Yeah, and even Norvell said in a press conference, I want to say it was earlier today or yesterday maybe, he said that he's never seen anything like this and in regards to the injuries that the program has had throughout this season. And like you just said, Logan, I think it points back to the offseason and, I mean, just how strange it was for Florida State transitioning to basically a completely new coaching staff, an entirely new strength and conditioning staff, nutrition program, and the players having to deal with that transition while also being away from the school because of the COVID restrictions that were in place. So you just really didn't get that, that proper off-season conditioning. You didn't get your spring practice, your summer conditioning was done at home. I mean, you're having to send out the meal plans and, you know, bar, um, what is it? <laughs> the, the workout. <laughs> Different, the work- yeah, like meals, <laughs> protein powders, oh, yeah. protein powders, all kinds of stuff to the players instead of having them in-house to, to monitor, monitor them and make sure they're doing all that stuff correctly. And, I mean, this is just what it leads to. It leads to a really an irregular season, like something we've never seen before. And, I mean, it's just disappointing that it had to happen, especially in a transition year where everything is already different. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, obviously, during this offseason understood maybe what was going to impact um, teams – Definitely for any team, it could be Alabama, Clemson that are having to go through COVID, all this kind of stuff with players not being around either around the university or if they are, how the restrictions they're going to have, they can't be to the gym. They have to work out on their own. They have to be having, they have to have dumbbells sent to them, weights, blah, blah, blah. They got to share weights with one another at workouts uh, two times. uh, Yeah. Like all the video of them, like pushing trucks. Yeah. 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 Doing all (laughs) kinds of things they could to somehow exercise. And I mean, in the end, it just doesn't replicate what you would be doing each day with your strength and conditioning staff in the weight room and, you know, on the field for conditioning and things like that. No. It's not not even close. Yeah, and and whenever we end up recapping this season, I want to kind of go through a timeline and just really note on the different kind of season this was. I mean, it was just unreal. But going back to – Purdy, you know, we obviously get to see a few signs of him here and there. Obviously, a true freshman got a lot of work to develop and um, with different things and different plays. But he's a guy that, you know, is probably most certainly 
going to be your future uh, starting quarterback. You know, right now, obviously, Jordan Travis and Purdy are the two guys right now that you have as your potential starters in 2020. But Purdy is a guy that I think uh, right now and, you know, looking at recruiting, you know, Purdy is the guy, I think, moving forward that fits the system. And Nor- that is a Norvell kind of half and half guy that he recruited, I should say, really late in the process, but still nabbed him from Louisville. You know, now, you know, moving forward for the rest of the season, you're looking at literally two guys. James Blackman's gone. Chumba Purdy's out. You're looking at Jordan Travis and Tate Roadmaker, Dustin, for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, Jordan Travis, throughout this entire season, he's had injury concerns of his own. And uh, there's no real guarantee that, that he's going to make it through the rest of the season, depending on you know how many hits he takes, especially going into this Clemson game. I think right now uh, Travis is the projected starter. And, I mean, we know, we know the offensive line that, that Florida State has in front of him. We saw it against NC State. There, there wasn't a lot to be – a lot of confidence brought from there in their first game without uh, Devontae Love-Taylor in the starting lineup. So – that's going to get even even worse against what's a what is a very good Clemson defense, and Travis could take some shots and get hurt, and then you're just left with Rodemaker for the rest of the season. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're just, we're, it's not the ideal scenario, obviously, no. Logan. So no, Florida State they're just going to have to work with it and hope that they can generate some success from that position without without someone without another quarterback going down with a season-ending injury in these last three games. Yeah, no, I agree. Look at this. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Carlos, you're joining us for the depression segment. We're going through the depressive segment, and you are the best at these right here. What's going on, Lowe's? Carlos Williams, 2013 national champion, is here with us. Welcome to the Perk Pod. What's up? How y'all boys doing tonight? Doing good. Dustin's on his perks after surgery. (laughs) What kind of surgery do you have? Shoulder surgery. Wow. We know where that comes from. Next subject. <laughs> wow. Uh, we were, we're, we're talking about Chubba Purdy. Obviously, we learned that uh, he is no longer going to play for the rest of the season, dealing with a complication due to his collarbone surgery. Uh, so right now, we're kind of just discussing that. And moving forward, you're looking at jo- Jordan Travis, who has also been through the ringer and is hanging on by a thread, and then you got Tate Roadmaker, Carlos. I mean, whoever can play can play. I mean, I, I, I obviously, I, I, at this point, I would treat the rest of the season like spring practice. Mm-hmm. Who wants some reps? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who, who wants to go throw a couple balls? Who wants to run the ball a little bit? Who wants to, you know, take the helmet offense real quick? Like, who wants to get some reps? some meaningful reps against a quality opponent who's going to come out there and put a thousand points on you. So, I mean, I mean, (laughs) that's what it's about right now. Who, 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 who looks the best, who controls the offense the best, who's putting the most points on the board. I think that's what it's about right now. So, I mean, I don't care who's taking snaps as long as they're kicking field goals at every end of the drive, you know? Yeah. I just like points against Clemson. Yeah, and I think quarterback situation-wise, I think you are going to see guys at Wildcat, um, Corbin, 
maybe even some packages, which we've heard of some, some things running around of Travis Jay, who obviously played a little bit of quarterback during his days at Madison County, uh, get back there and take some snaps, but they're gonna have to find something creative because taking shots like this, this weekend is just not going to be fair to a true freshman. If Tate Redmaker gets thrown in there and, and even if, you know, Jordan Travis gets in there, there's got to find a way to get him out of the pocket quick as quickly as possible because right now Florida state's offensive line is struggling hard against opponents that shouldn't be really that tough on their defensive line front. And it just shouldn't be too much fun to watch on Saturday. Got to get them out of the pocket. Got to figure out a way um, to move them out quickly. I think. Carlos, you think that, what do you think they should do for the rest of the season? Like you were just talking about it, but going more in detail, you think this should be kind of like a spring move right now? So you think this should be their spring right here? Try to figure out which young guys. Who are really wants reps? <laughs> yeah. Who wants them? Who want reps? There's a lot of them out there to get right now. I mean, there's, there's football games to be played. There's a lot of reps left out there on the field. Um, they said our young guys playing a lot isn't a movement. I mean, but they give us the best chance to play. I mean, look at the young kid three with the interception in the back of the end zone. That's pure effort, man. Mm-hmm. That ball was incomplete, but he wanted the interception. That brought some juice back to the team. I mean, stuff like that, but it's reps. It's all reps. Who wants reps? Who, who, who wants to put points on the board? Who want to make stops? Who wants to make plays? I think that's kind of what it boils down to. You think you think in the same way too, D-Lou? Spring, spring movement? No longer youth movement, just spring movement. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about it throughout the season. These veterans, they're they're just not performing up to the standard that you expect at Florida State. And I mean, this season, you're you're two and six. You're on a three game losing streak. I mean, it, it is what it is. As you head into these last three games, I think the smartest thing to do is play the guys who are going to be with this program next year, the guys that you're trying to develop to be the future of Florida State, and. Yeah, so, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything Lowe said. I want to see some of those young guys get reps, especially down there in the defensive line and the linebacking core. Next up on the docket, DB just keeps on rolling. Miko Dotson, but this is kind of expected a little bit. Miko Dotson is going to be out for the rest of the season. He does plan on returning to Florida State in 2021, which is some good news there. I think he is actual a future um, starting cornerback heading into next season for sure. In my opinion, I think I saw enough of him while he wasn't even healthy. He wasn't even healthy this whole season and he, he showed me enough to where he needs to be uh, probably, he could have been opposite. I think for the rest of the season, if he was healthy opposite of Asante Samuel jr. But Miko Dotson out for the rest of the season, going to try to heal up and be ready to go for 2021. I mean, that's a good corner. But that's, that's that. I mean, I like nine, let him play. I mean, I want I wanted him to get more reps than he had been getting. You know, I want to see him play. I like Green when he was on the field when he's healthy. So I mean, I don't know, man. That just sucks. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it's good he's coming back again, but like, I don't know. I, it's not much to even say about the season anymore. Like, it's almost ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a struggle. Like, it's a fucking struggle to find the words to even say to to describe what's going on. You like Durden, Durden, you're you're opting out. But honestly, I want to ask Durden what kind of impact you made all season this year, Durden. Mm-hmm. You got you half a sack. The season. You opted out since season started. Yeah. Just like telling Dustin Lewis, tell him, half a sack. I mean, let's be real. Let's get the numbers. <laughs> Where, where's Nate at? Where's Nate? I know. He's got, I know he's, got, 
You feel me? He's got restaurant duties. Bro, but I'm like, what what kills me is like, you see other guys opting out across the country. Go look at those guys' numbers. Jamar Chase sitting out because he's a first-round pick. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Those guys that sat out before season started because they were top-tier picks. Yeah, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to bump some bruises. I don't even want to go to class right now. I want to opt out and work out and go get drafted in the first round. My play, the past two and a half years, has showed that. Like, we have nobody that can do that. What are these guys – what are you opting out for, Durden? Because he's transferring, bro. To go where? I, I don't know where he's going to go, but it's Ooh, just a, another person quitting on the program. <laughs> going to Homestead, going to the crib, crib you, Newberry, <laughs> going back to the crib. I, I'm, I'm just being be real. And some though. whispers that he might go to UF. I don't, I don't see how that would happen. I, but how, you, you, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's got half a sack. Is he going to practice, dummy? <laughs> Uh, 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 UF, gonna, UF gonna use him as a trap dummy. Like he's just gonna run up field like they do when they run trap. Because like, it's all he's been doing all year is getting blocked. That's we good. watched that tight end drive him off the ball against Miami. We broke that down here on the podcast. Corey Durden is transferring. That is the uh, that is the news of the week, Los. I mean, like, like I said, this. <laughs> you see why you see why I jumped on the podcast late because I got to deal with shit like this. Yeah, right? yeah. You are, we are, I'm glad we already went through the Durden thing. It would have you would have already been high off the freaking rocket right now. We would have been full sending at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Miko Dotson out for the rest of the season. I just want to put something in here because we don't have it on here really, and then we'll jump into NBA draft and then. Yeah, we'll just real quick, close. real quick on Dotson. Uh, you know, he was a guy that we were expecting to really make an instant impact in that defensive backfield. Led the nation or led that led the FBS in interceptions in uh, 2019 at Fort Atlantic before coming to Tallahassee. So we were really excited to see what he could do back there. And then he really he got banged up during fall camp, and just really could never get back fully recovered. And you know now you get another injury here. I think he only played in three games this season. So it's just really disappointing. Glad they'll have this off season to recover and come back though, because next year, I think we could see that impact that we were expecting to see this year. If he is healthy. Cause I mean, he's a, he's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. Peace out. I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I expected him to play a lot more. I expected quality reps. I didn't expect it to phase out like that um, with the injuries and stuff like that. But, I mean, him him and Green, the fact they're going to be able to come back and get some good quality reps next year, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a lot. It That's true. Like- That's a better way to look at it because, you know, he got he's getting hurt now during this two and six season that basically a wash and he gets a, a chance to flip. come back and yeah, he's see what Florida come back State with, does with, next year. I mean, he's going to come back being a super senior, more maturity. He's mm-hmm. understanding what he wants out of the season. Like he's been to another D1 school to transfer it in. So he knows he's transferred up to be looked at. So I like his mindset. I like the way he played. Also, you get Dent back next year. Um, he's going to be playing more consistently. There's more reps for him to get. Like I said, and also green too. So, I mean, I'm not too concerned about the DBs or the linebackers. I don't know the depth on the defensive tackle situation. Like I like the DNs. I like five five. I like the way he's. I like the way he rushes. I think he's going to get more quality reps coming these next few games. But I mean, as far as youth goes, I like where we're going. I mean, I like a lot. The young guys are going to come in. They're going to get a lot of reps. And then, like I said before, treat it like a spring, man. Let these guys get reps, 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 reps. Take the losses because you're they they going to be L's. 
I mean, mm-hmm. unless Jesus come out there and walk across the Seminole head, I don't see a W coming in Doke at 12 p.m. on Saturday. So a lot of I'll just Jesus. be honest. Get these young guys a lot, a lot of reps. Take the hurt that comes with it. But growing pains, I mean, I think next year will be a better year for us as a Seminole Nation. But right now, treat it like spring. Get those guys, those young reps, and make sure, and make sure I mean, they're ready to prepare to play. We'll jump into some uh, positive news here, some good stuff here, which is in NFL Knowles real quick. I mean, it's been rocking between Dalvin Cook and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey absolutely locks down Metcalf. But first, I want to start off with your boy, J-Boo, J-Boozy. Jameis Winston is now expected to lead the Saints to the playoffs. I'm stoked. I know what Jameis is going to give me. I'm now – now I've moved – my likings of the Steelers, obviously miles ahead. And then I've got now the Saints and then the Seahawks there. But I'm pulling for the Saints because Jameis Winston, I'm ready. I'm excited. And I think he's really going to flourish. Um, and he's got Alvin Kamara to work at, work with, man. I'm excited to watch him. And Michael Thomas. I'm Michael excited. Thomas to work with. He got he, – he has Taysom Hill to work with. I think he's, he's finally in a system where guys are going to be accountable. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think about the time he threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, but like, Jesus, why is he throwing so many INT? Guys are not being accountable. You even seen earlier in the season with Tom Brady throwing the ball to Mike Evans, he just quit on the route. So go back a year ago, you can't just sit there and blame Jameis for the guy that leads the NFL on touchdowns and turnovers. A lot of that is accountability. You have receivers, which Michael Thomas is literally top five, top three in the NFL. He's a monster, so he wants to have a great game. Emmanuel Sanders is another weapon. Alma Kamara. I mean, you got weapons across the board. Um, even Latavius Murray in the backfield, he's a veteran running back. He's going to get a couple carries, maybe to take the load off of Jameis, having to throw the ball so much. So who knows? But I do know this. He is going to be prepared because he's a professional. Um, he's always been a player that when it's time to play or, or, or in, in, in the ball's in his hands, he's going to be prepared. So um, I'm excited to watch him this Sunday. I'm very excited. Um, I can't wait. I'm, I think um, who that nation is going to get um, is going to get a handful when he steps out on the field. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I mean, y'all know how I feel about Jameis. Uh, he he's the reason that I am a Saints fan this year. So um, I'm very I'm very excited to see what Sean Payton can do with Jameis. I mean, he's one of the the top offensive coaches in the NFL. And you guys just mentioned a lot of the skill players that are going to be there to to complement Jameis. So it, I mean, it's a good fit for him. They're in a good position right now to make the playoffs. And you know, he's just got to shake some rust off over this week and next week. And hopefully, you know, these last couple weeks of the regular season. It'll be full go. The Saints' next three games are the Falcons, Broncos, and win, the win. Falcons again. Win, win, win. Oh, yeah. yeah. And should, I think the 425 go. game against the Eagles uh, has a really good that potential be, to win that, that one, too. Carson Wentz is, is, yeah. is a bust. Yep. And then we might we might <laughs> see Jameis versus Patrick Mahomes if, if – uh, That's a dub. Drew Brees, yeah, if Drew Brees is out still – which I think they should hold them as long as they can. Hey, 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 hey. Let's be fans. Let's not talk crazy. Hey. The Bucks is – no, not, not Bucks, but Saints aren't beating – no, they're not beating the Chiefs. Oh, sorry, that was the perk set. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might uh, see Jameis <laughs> and Mahomes on the field, but you won't see the Saints beating the Chiefs. All right. We'll see. We'll see no. what happens then. No. We'll see what happens then. No. We'll see what it happens. It could happen. I think it could. 
I ain't you think you, you think the Saints will beat Pittsburgh? Hey, they come into huh? No. Okay. No, well, I ain't that dumb. What, 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 I ain't that dumb. I don't need Percocets to know that. I don't need Percocets to know that. What makes you think the Saints will beat the Chiefs? Uh, first of all, all right. if the Saints won't beat Pittsburgh. Chief, all right, here we go. Chiefs coming in. They're going to be coming into New Orleans. Uh, by this time, what are the, are the Saints on a 4-0 run? Yeah, 4-0 run with Jameis. Uh, that's all I need to know, really. That's all I need to know. Jameis will take care of it. Your particular brand of crack, my man, is very cheap, <laughs> if it makes you believe that. Ah, feeling good. Feeling good, baby. And I'm, I'm excited to uh, watch Jameis and what, what he's going to do with that offense. I think it's actually going to be a little bit more explosive in New Orleans because we see that Drew Brees obviously has been his, – his arm has just kind of lost it, definitely going down the field. So I think this offense is going to be a little bit more explosive, um, and they're going to try My to run one some fear. packages – down the My field a lot more seeing, seeing too much of Taysom Hill oh that was so stupid seeing him in, in there for that long on I, I mean that, that could that could be the one fear I mean he does do, do a lot for that offense so just seeing him in the game could I don't know who knows yeah and you can use him at wildcat but we saw that using him to throw the ball is just not going to work that's just not going to work for long. I think, I yeah, think he's, he's more of a gimmick more than anything. Yeah, I think I, I, I think, I think people are people are starting to figure him out a little bit more. Yeah, defense is it's not really not, not really that much to work with as long as you've got uh, schematically prepared for him. So I, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to see Jameis do its thing there, and a lot of people give him hate, but uh, Jameis over Tom Brady any day of the week. Uh, up next, let's see here, number two, Jalen Ramsey. You think you could? You think you could run around on Ramsey right now, Lowe's? If I could run around on Ramsey, I play running back. Ain't no way. I don't need to line up out there for what? He ain't never gonna have to stick me unless he in zone coverage. I'm just saying. You think you could take him? <laughs> I think I'll run through his soul. <laughs> Jesus. We're gonna have to get I Ramsey mean, on here to discuss that. I mean, this off season, Logan. If you want to stir the pot, I don't see too many people that want to run against me that many times. You want to be honest? You can mm-hmm. air that shit all you want to. <laughs> I don't see too many people that want to run into me. I'm being honest. Like, I, what you you I pull up the tape. I've done it. I don't see too too many people that want to do that. Now, yeah. I don't run routes for a living, but I do run people over for a living. So I don't think he's gonna want to tackle me like face to face. 30 times a game. Yeah. Now, he's having a phenomenal season, though, over there. Uh, hey, we were the just LA hoping you would, you would compliment him. <laughs> I <laughs> always – I brought it on, though. I'm I the like one that you. brought it on. I'm the one that brought it on. <laughs> no. Um, watching, him, watching him shut down Metcalf was um, after the week Metcalf had before, how he looked to see – to see, seemed to be unstoppable. And then mm-hmm. going against that, that I mean, that is Revis type. That is what two thousand and six Cromarty type football. I mean, that's I mean that's old school Champ Bailey, mm-hmm. uh, um, Sean Springs. That's old school shut down the side of the field. We're gonna play four over here and man over here, and that yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Jalen Ramsey, since he's been in the NFL, they start doing that in Jacksonville. He's only his game has only gotten better. He's only he's only gotten better. Yeah. It's scary how good he how good he can be. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins was a corner he first got in the league and moved to safety. Now he's playing ninety nine percent of the snaps all all year. Mm-hmm. So who knows what 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 Ramsey could turn into over these next couple years? But right now he's the best corner in the league, hands down. Yep. Sign me up. 
Dustin Lewis, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I mean, he, he's pretty good at football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, watching him take down Metcalf was really fun to watch. and It's actually yeah. not really fun to watch. It's pretty boring, but – um, that's when you know. That's how we fun to watch if you like DBs. Yeah, yeah, no. If you, you like know, DBs, he, and watch he shut stuff, them yeah. down, and you know he got paid for it this off season. Yes, yeah, it was cool watching him on on Hard Knocks too, and his new pad that he was looking at getting. I think he's, I think he's gonna have some fun over there on the West Coast. But yeah, the, these two Knowles had a really. Uh, they have a Jalen Ramsey's having a great season, and we'll see what uh, Jameis Winston has in the tank for him getting ready to get started with the saints as being your starter on Sunday uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, which hopefully they route that living crap out of those fools in Atlanta. Uh, any other Knowles in the NFL that I'm missing? That I'm not recognizing. The only undefeated Seminole in the NFL. Wow. Vince Williams is Vince Williams, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Still gonna, undefeated. Hey, Blitzburg undefeated. Y'all about to go ten and zero. Yeah, let's about do to it. Go. Oh, he had a big hit on Sunday, didn't he? God damn. He did. He Jesus did. Christ. I'm trying to get him on soon. I'm trying to get him on. So I actually talked to him today on the phone. He was getting ready to go out to practice. So I'm probably gonna catch him after the game this weekend and see if he's gonna have some available time to hop on a podcast with us and chat it up with us. Yeah, tell him we can do it any day. That we'll just hop on here whenever and we'll just get him on and we'll just you know I'm not I'm not gonna uh, fanboy. I'm not I'll, I'll make sure you have um, your, your moist towelettes and your lotion next to you. <laughs> <laughs> now he's definitely not getting on. <laughs> most definitely are. Nah. See, now I'm going to be there Sunday. Uh, I haven't said it enough yet, but uh, I'm going to be there Sunday. I'm excited to watch, obviously, Vince play, that whole defense. Just watching you know, a team like this play has been phenomenal, and it's made my – it's made me feel so much better. If, if this, if the Steelers were like playing like how they were last year, it just goes to show though how much of Big Ben is is literally is is glue for this team, and he's just so damn smart. Uh, but I, you know, tell tell Vinny we'll link up after the game. I don't know what we got to do, but uh, you know, I got to dap him up. But I don't know how that works with COVID. That probably is a complete. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to being there. And Duval on Sunday, baby. Uh, what else is left on here? That's pretty much it for NFL. Let's jump into uh, NBA stuff, D. Lou. Obviously, me and Austin were on live last night, which was actually a really fun experience. It was nice to actually have a really good time last night. Starting Florida State athletic team. Male, I should say. Male sports. Two, two yeah. lottery picks, man. First time in program history. First time yeah. in program history. Patrick Williams selected number four overall by the Chicago Bulls, tied for highest selection in program history with Dave Cowens, which was a 1970 by Dustin Lewis's team, bus, uh, the Boston Celtics. Bus? What? The Boston. The, well, they, they're busting the playoffs always. So that's why I said that uh, the Boston Celtics, Dustin. So, uh, but yeah, Patrick Williams, number four, going to the Chicago bulls. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very, I would say, you know, once we got into that, that four range last night, that was originally when Austin had been talking about that. That was when Patrick Williams um, draft started and he could go from like four to, I want to say it was nine or so. And 
But even still, I mean, I was a little surprised to see him go that early in the draft. I just wasn't expecting it with so many other players on the board. Regardless, I mean, the Bulls, the Bulls got a great player. People were ragging on him for not starting a game during his college career, but I thought Leonard Hamilton summed it up best. Let me finish it. Yeah. Yeah, people were saying, like, oh, this guy never started a game. He's going to be a bust. But, like, after the draft, a, a Bulls reporter talked to Leonard Hamilton on the phone, and he summed it up best. He, he gave a quote. He said, Patrick Williams didn't start games. He finished games, which I thought was just a, a very powerful quote, mm-hmm. you know, because ending, ending the game and, and winning time in those clutch minutes is the most important thing anyway. But Patrick Williams, he joins a really – he joins in that young Bulls core of guys like Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, obviously, Otto Porter – Lori Markkinen, um, and Kobe White. So there's a lot of young guys there for new head coach Billy Donovan to work with, and Patrick is just going to fit right in at that wing position. Gator coach, coaching a knoll over there too. Love yeah. to see it. Love to see it. Up next, Devin Vassell. Boom, boom, boom. Selected number 11 by the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Knowles go one and eleven here and picks. I mean four and eleven. Four and eleven. Four and 11. <laughs> I was about to say Jesus Christ, one and eleven. Wow, I can't believe who else. Anthony Edwards was almost a knoll though. So. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I was counting. But Devin Vassell is going to the San Antonio Spurs. Huge for him. Good for him. We're all happy for both of these guys. Yeah, and I mean, what what a fit for Devin to go to San Antonio. Arguably, you know the the best, if not one of the best franchises over the last two, three decades or so with Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, all those guys. And I mean, he goes from learning under Leonard Hamilton and, and his staff of veteran assistant coaches that have been around Tallahassee for a while to now Greg Popovich, one of the top coaches in NBA history. So, I mean, I just couldn't really imagine a better fit for Devin Vassell as he transitions over to the NBA and Really excited to, to see what he can do in San Antonio. I, I think Popovich is going to be able to, to bring a lot out in his game, and he really fits that system perfectly alongside guys like DeJounte Murray and, um, you know, DeMar DeRozan is going to be back, LaMarcus Aldridge. So there's some good young players and veterans as well for him to, to learn under in San Antonio, and it's going to be exciting to watch him grow. I wish he would have fell three more picks to the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were we were making fun of him on the live last night. You weren't listening, I, I know, because you would have texted us. But me and Austin were uh, fingers crossed that he was not gonna gonna going to be every year, man. Celtics every year. <laughs> no, I just want one Florida State player. That's how I always am with the Steelers. I always want a Florida State player to get over there. But you know, I'm now relying on uh, Vince to hold it down for me for the time being. We'll get one. Going to retire there. Yep. Oh yeah. Last Celtics or last Florida State play on the Celtics was like Von Wafer or something. Oh my god. Yeah. Sadly, I don't even know who that is. Sadly. It's not that sad. Okay, good. Trent Forrest, fan favorite here in Tallahassee, signs a two-way contract with the Utah Jazz. Boom. Really, we were we were kind of contemplating, we were trying to keep an eye on seeing if he'd go late in a, in a second round or second round time, but ends up signing a two-way contract with Utah Jazz. Congratulations to him. I think, uh, you know, a guy that – actually, Patrick Williams, we also had on, on Here the Spear. Uh, but the, these guys have been phenomenal 
um, ambassadors for Florida State University, and definitely Trent Forrest, man. Winningest player in uh, program history right there. Yeah, and, and like Vassell, I, I thought that he went to a team that, that really suits his game extremely well because when you think about the Utah Jazz, you, you really think about defense and the culture that Quinn Snyder has instilled on, on that side of the ball for them. And Trent Forrest, I mean, he's a defense-first point guard that turns that defense into fast-break offense. So I think he's going to fit well on that roster. Um, Obviously, they've got guys like uh, Donovan Mitchell, trying to think, Mike Conley opted in, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles. So there's there's some good fits. I mean, that's a squad that that's definitely going to be back. That's a playoff the, team. Yeah, a making West, making a playoff push again in the Western West Conference. Right there. Um, Trent Forrest, yeah, Trent Forrest on a two way contract, so he's going to be able to spend some time up at the NBA level and the G League. And you know, if he does well enough in training camp and during his stints up with the with the main club at the NBA level, there's always a chance that he can make the full time roster. And you know he offers a lot of skills, and I could I could see it happening, depending on you know the injury the injury luck that Utah has as the season goes on. Tell me about Dustin how Leonard Hamilton can use this to his recruiting advantage because this is absolutely nuts. Obviously, you start off with Patrick Williams, who was the first null picked last night. And he goes number four overall to the Chicago Bulls, and he didn't even start a game. Didn't even start a game. I mean, the recruiting pitch right now for FSU basketball is already good. Obviously, we've <laughs> seen with five stars after five stars, you've got high products with four stars committing left and right. Definitely during this summer, it was just like nonstop. But, you know, the recruiting pitch for Florida State and Hamilton right now has got to be just unfair a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to find that tweet. Yeah, the tweet from Austin, because I thought it summed up what you said perfectly, the recruiting pitch for Florida State, you can tell you can tell a prospect that you can play 22 minutes a game, not start a game, and still go top five in the NBA draft. So, I mean, just it's crazy. It's crazy because, you know, Patrick Williams, five-star prospect that a year later he goes in the top five. But then you look at Devin Vassell, who coming in wasn't, wasn't really a highly ranked recruit. He was just a three-star guy. And he was developed by this staff. And two years later, he's a lottery pick. So you can sell to the top guys like, hey, come in. You don't have to start a game necessarily. And you're going to go in the top five as long as you show some of your skill set. And then you can tell other guys like, hey, look, we can develop you and turn you into a lottery pick. Mm -hmm. So just the, the amount of stuff this staff can now use on the recruiting trail, it just, it just grows even more. Because now back-to-back back -back seasons, someone pointed out last night, Florida State has had a player drafted in the first round that did not start a game the previous season in college. One was uh, Fiondu Cabangeli and now Patrick Williams. So the way the, the way this Florida State basketball program has grown from 2015 to now, I mean, the levels, it's it's insane. Wait, is it, is it Cabangeli or Cabangeli? It's Percocet. <laughs> Oh, goodness. No, you always have weird names with people's names. Like, you saying weird. I don't know if, like, that's something you were doing on purpose or I don't know. That was I do hilarious. like jelly. <laughs> I know. We know that. But that was <laughs> cabin jelly. That's hilarious. I love it. Uh, but, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on from that, obviously, eight days, right, till tip-off, Dustin, for here in Tallahassee? 
Uh, I believe I it's either eight, eight or nine. Eight. I think last night was nine. I think it's eight now. I think we're getting close to a week. Other than that, I think we're getting close to a week from tip off. So I think a lot of everybody's kind of getting excited for that. Obviously, they're going to get really excited. It's coming at a perfect time. Basketball season is after Florida State versus Clemson, which we're about to jump into because everybody's going to be looking forward to watching games uh, under Leonard Eight days. Hamilton. Eight days. Yep. Here we go. Eight days. Friday, November 27, 3 p.m. Okay. Beautiful. I am so looking forward to it. I'll be honest with you. I, look- I got some tickets for the Indiana and the Florida game today. Oh, nice. Nice. I'll, I'll, uh, we'll be have- sitting at. Yeah. Do you have ours? I got six tickets, so hey, we'll just have to see how nice y'all are. Six. Well, my dad got nice six tickets. Yeah, I can bring. I can bring one guest. Y'all better be real polite. How nice! It ain't gonna be Nate, so he out the window. <laughs> the window. <laughs> All right, Austin gonna be there on scene, so it's really out of me and Logan, and Logan go kick rocks. Wow. Austin ain't gonna be able to walk with his hip injury. Yeah, Austin's got six weeks out. Well, probably two months out. He can't rolling walk. around in a wheelchair. Bro, how are y'all this young having surgery? Y'all ain't played no football. Y'all ain't getting knocked out. I played high school. Dustin played ball in high school. High school counts. But I hurt my I hurt my shoulder uh, lifting. What you lifting? Water burger. I don't want you to clown me, Lois. I don't want to tell you how much I was trying to. You're not Nate, so you're not gonna get clowned. <laughs> oh, I was I was doing a max out. I was trying to do three fifteen and like pop my shoulder. Pop my shoulder out of place only whenever only I was trying Nate. to rep it out. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Lowe's, if everybody hasn't known, Lowe's is still after Nate. Uh, just to make some more fun, makes the show more fun. Uh, let's jump into it real quick to end off the podcast, gentlemen, because I need to make dinner. Lois is already making dinner. He's making me hungry. Uh, let's jump into it. Florida State versus number four, Clemson. First initial thoughts before going into this. What is y'all's thoughts? What do y'all want to um, see? What's going on? Well, here we go. go this is go, it. Going into the game, I just want to see young guys get some reps. I want to see a smooth offense. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see a lot of penalties. Um, I want to see guys making tackles. I want to see effort. We know it could be a blowout. We know it could be a game. It could be either or. We could see another North Carolina performance from our offense, uh, from our team. So I just want them to go out and put forth their effort. Like go and play with some, a, a little, a little bit of pride is what I want to see. Yeah, I agree because you know we we've seen this team get down before early in games and then pretty much just just give up and get ran over the rest of the game. So you know you you know what you're facing going up against Clemson, a team that is going to be in contention for the national title this season, elite offense with Trevor Lawrence returning back. And, you know, he's going to be looking for some revenge since Clemson lost while he was out. And then their defense is pretty solid as well. So Florida State, they've got to be prepared to face adversity in this game. They've got to be prepared to get smacked in the mouth. And it's going to be all about how they respond. Yeah. No, and I have my first initial thoughts going in this. Trevor Lawrence hasn't played in a good while. Uh, Kyle Trask is now your leading guy pretty much for the Heisman and the contention there. 
I think he's going to be a little pissed off. And it always seems to be that way with Florida State. Whenever Trevor Lawrence has to face Florida State, it just always seems like Trevor Lawrence is like that week where he's going to get pissed off. We already know Dabo Sweeney wants to put up points on Florida State. Carlos Williams talked about it during our instant reaction to Florida State versus NC State. Dabo Sweeney hates Florida State. He's going to want to put up points. Trevor Lawrence is going to want to put up points because he is uh, just getting – what is he listed at number three now for the Heisman race? He's going to want to put up points, blah, blah, blah. And Travis Etienne, even though he's already leading the ACC all-time in rushing, congratulations, but Dalvin Cook is still your daddy. He's ten times better than you. <laughs> Go screw yourself. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. On the other side, like Los, I want to see young guys. I want to see – just keep that drive. Have some pride. you still got the Florida State – um, Seminole head on you. You still got the spear on your helmet. Show some pride. Get after it. Um, let, let, let the young youngins are going to make mistakes no matter what, but let there be some football play. Let, let actually look like a football team on Saturday. Don't look like high school JV. Let's just just don't look like that. But no, I just see. don't. Just go. Just go play with some pride, man. I don't care if we lose. Honestly, I don't. At this point, like we said, it's the spring. Let's just go play some meaningful football, get some guys some quality reps, and let's see some splash, man. I don't care if you miss the pick. Go dive and try to tip it with your pink. I don't care. Go make plays. And I think that's what people are – they want to go get drafted, but nobody's really making the plays to get any attention. And I think that's what I'm kind of confused on too. They, 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 they're here at Florida State to come to this big-time program to make plays and go play football. Nobody's making those plays to go get drafted. And so that's what I want to see over the next couple of games. Some of these seniors is thinking about not coming back. Some of these juniors is thinking about not coming back. The guys that want to transfer after season, you got to put something on film. And so that's what I really want to see. Well, let's jump into it. Score prediction time, gentlemen, just us three. So the other guys can just get away with it. And, you know, they don't get to have theirs out here. We'll go first, in thousands. Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. I think I said on the Mark Rogers show, um, and this whole route of this game is just going to be, you know, it's just not really going to be too fair. I am interested to see who they're going to continue. I think I, I, I will make a bet right now that you're going to see four, four players take snap behind center on Saturday. Four players. There's How many quarterbacks? Two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Only, got, two. only got two. <laughs> well, you still, you still got your – Walk on with Alex, but we at home, baby. Walk ons are in the stadium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Walk ons in the stadium, baby. Walk on got, time. Got, it's a home game. Yeah, but if you're in the chat right now watching live, put in your score predictions. But uh, yeah, th- this game is just it's Florida State versus Clemson. I just hate that. That's how it is right now. I just hate that going back and watching the game in 2013 and there watching the stadium, watching Lowe's play all the cats. Like it's just. It's just whole 180 from where it is now. And Florida State's in a complete, 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 like, rebuild. There's not really much to rebuild. You have to, like, go to a new lot and start building. There's not really, like, a rebuilding of anything right now. You have to go build a new uh, building. Uh, Florida State 40 – whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Clemson, Clemson 44. Um, actually, no, no. Uh, Clemson 48. State 13 for me. 48-13, Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney has a good time in Tallahassee. Think we think we didn't get that, that, that many stops? Oh, I was saying that's a little low. <laughs> yeah, you think we get that many stops, Logan? Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to be a little bit, you know, I, I was really six, looking at six, that instant six, reaction. 63-17. 
63-17, Los. 63-17. What happens? Who gets the touchdown for FSU? We need to know. Who gets the two touchdowns? Um, I'm going to go with 80. I'm going to go with Wilson. I'm going to go with him. Um, I'm going to go go, go with eight ball. I think eight ball touch it twice. Does he he need to see the ball more? Does he need to see the ball in the first quarter? I think he he has to, man. For us, I mean, we got to establish the run game. We're not a passing team. We run the ball, and I don't know why we're getting away from it. Agreed. D-Lou, what you got, baby? I'm going to say, you know, I I just – I don't see I don't see this game being particularly close. I think Clemson is, is going to be really motivated to make a statement on the road, especially you know their last game was at Notre Dame, that loss in overtime. They've had a bye week to kind of sit there and sit on that loss and just think about it. And now going into a game against a Florida State team, which frankly you know isn't very good, I think they're going to try and take all their frustrations out on the Seminoles. Um, we already noted on Trevor Lawrence returning and Logan, you talked about his, his Heisman aspirations and how he's going to need some big performances and through, through the last couple of games of the season to get back in that talk. And I, I think it's going to start here. So I'm going to go Clemson, um, Clemson 61, Florida State 10 and the, the Tigers roll. Say that again. Sorry. 63, 61 to 10. 61 to 10. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State wins. <laughs> I just heard it there first. 61-10, Florida State rolls Clemson and Doak Campbell Stadium on Saturday. <laughs> Percocets are really hitting. That's your excuse. Well, gentlemen, any last words for Florida State versus Clemson? That's it, right? Y'all good hey, with man, that? As a, as a former player and a, and a, and a diehard Seminole, um, for, for the listeners out there, um, it's, it's been a rough season, but understand what Norvell is trying to do. I believe he's a lot like uh, the philosophy that Jimbo had. He's got to take and get his guys in. Um, he's letting people go because they want to go. He wants people that want to be here. Um, I remember uh, being in Pittsburgh and Tomlin said, we don't want hostages. We want willing participants. You know what I'm saying? We want guys that want to be a part of something great, that want to go out there and win, who come into the office that focus on is about building a dynasty, building a championship program. So, I mean, for the people that listen, uh, I know it's tough. It's been a long year, but there is some optimism. A lot of young guys are playing. We now have the opportunity for the next man to be up. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm still going to be excited and go Nose. Well, guys, as always, you can listen to Hear the Spear on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. If you're on iTunes, feel free to rate five stars and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it a ton. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button or hit that like button so you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. Thank you, guys, as always. It really uh, means a lot for you guys listening. You guys enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Sunday football. Go Steelers. And we guys will see you on the instant reaction for Florida State versus number four, Clemson. See you guys. Bow.